This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 720 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 540. The Horse.com digital editor, Michelle Anderson, and Dr. Jones from Florida Equine Veterinary Services join the Hit'em gang for a chat about the causes of equine blindness and the care of a blind horse. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Hi, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This week, I'm going to feature a particular item, the Iridian Ladies Chinchilla Fleece Crossover Turtleneck. But what I really want to talk about is the entire Chinchilla line. It's getting into autumn and cooler weather, and I'm telling you, this is the softest material you will ever put on. On. And another thing I like about this, uh, this particular line is it's different. It's not just a turtleneck like your regular turtleneck. This one has a crossover so that it comes down to a little bit of a V and it makes it so much more comfortable. It's not always hitting your chin. And it's very, very comfortable and warmer than you would imagine. It's very light, but it's also very warm. It comes in a quarter zip and it comes in the crossover and it comes in a regular. But the way it's spelled, when you go on the website, it's chinchilla, C-H-I-N-C-H-I-L-L-A-A-A-H. It's the perfect perfect name because chinchilla itself is so soft. It's for chilly weather. And when you put it on, it makes you go, ah. <laughs> so look for the chinchilla fleece turtleneck. That's put out by Iridian, and it looks like it comes in a variety of colors as well. It does. A really pretty blue and a really pretty gray. And I think it also comes in um, a a red Red, color. Yeah, Yeah. Rudy. Yep, that's terrific. Well, very good. Well, you can find all of the Iridian products as well as the Chinchilla Chinchilla line uh, at (laughs) equestriancollections.com. And we have them in stock, so we can ship them out the day you order. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at horseradionetwork.com. The Horse Health Report is coming to town. When you turn him out, you'd best keep him dry. In case you have doubt, I'm telling you why. The Horse Health Report is coming to town. You're getting the gist. Don't roll the dice. Check water buckets. Check them twice. Because the Horse Health Report is coming to town. Well, we've got the horse.com as we do every Wednesday, and we've got Michelle. And hello, Michelle, and hello, Dr. Jones. Good morning. Good morning, you everybody. Are. Hi. <laughs> so this morning uh, we're going to be talking about blind horses. And if you look at your November issue of the horse, we have a great article in there about uh, what causes horses to go blind and some great options for caring for them. And so, Dr. Jones, can you fill us in a little bit about what the most common causes of blindness are? Well, 
It appears to be like a uveitis. It can come in major different forms. Moon blindness is the most popular. Everybody seems to know about <clears throat> basically, uh, what they call recurrent uveitis, seen primarily in Appaloosas. Um, and uh, those, uh, those tend to take, um, I'd say, a middle-aged horse uh, sight away, and uh, it's not usually an aged horse at that time, and it's a slow progression to complete loss of sight. And then there's, of course, trauma. Trauma can occur um, to uh, loss of sight, um, but those are your, your primary culprits to um, the horses going blind. There's a few strange okay, ones question. that are out there, but yes, but those are the primary you ones. Yeah, so, so uveitis, moon blindness, I've always heard moon blindness, and I thought when I was a kid, like, they were, I, I didn't quite understand what moon blindness meant. So can you explain what is moon blindness, and why is it called moon blindness? Well, I'll certainly tell you it's not from looking at the moon. <laughs> if your parents told you, don't look at the sun, you'll go blind if you look at the sun. It's not, <laughs> it's not looking at the moon. So, so don't worry about your horses being turned out at night because you want to save their color, and now you got to worry about them get, becoming moon blind because they stared at the moon too long, especially now with the, uh, with the uh, full moon. So, um, no, it's uh, seen primarily, like I said, in Appaloosas, and uh, they tend to um, have a disease process that slowly um, infiltrates the anterior chamber, I'm trying to bring this down, sorry, um, that causes inflammation within the eye itself and clouding of the eye. <clears throat> That's what you'll see as you're a, as, an, as an owner. And it's kind of starting to, they start to kind of look through like a frosty lens, like those uh, frosted um, windows that you have in your bathroom so you can't quite see all the way in there, but you can see outlines and then slowly progresses to complete blindness. And it shouldn't be confused with night blindness, because I've, I've known people who've yeah. been confused by that, also thinking moon blindness is the same as, as being night blind, and that's not necessarily the case, right? Good point. Very good point. So when our horses do go blind, and I haven't, I haven't had one with a, a sight issue. I've had eye injuries, um, which could have turned out really ugly, um, but I haven't had a blind horse to manage. But I've seen, like, there was a horse at the Olympics, a Swedish horse named Santana, a Hanoverian stallion that competed uh, in dressage. So can horses that are partially blind or fully blind still work? Absolutely. There are some rules in some of the USEF uh, disciplines that do um, not allow a blind horse to ride, be ridden, and that's for safety reasons, and that would be jumping and, and such. But um, the horses still can work. There is a, an, another one besides the one you're speaking of that uh, Dr. Brooks at the University of Florida always shows the video of this horse doing its dressage um, test, and it's an upper-level dressage, Dutch warm blood, that uh, went completely blind at age six, and he he calls it his um, his uh, case is a disaster case that he never corrected and uh, where he failed at his at his best. <laughs> um, he didn't he felt like he didn't do his best job. But he could keep the horse from going blind. Continually kept coming in. Found out it probably was some sort of autoimmune 
uh, disease is all they could deduce it to be. And she left when he was completely blind. And he says, so what are you going to do with him? She says, well, he's not lame. I'm going to ride him. And so she has been riding this horse um, in dressage and does very well. And he's bilaterally blind. So we yeah, we put a poll up on the horse.com earlier this month asking our uh, visitors to the site if they've ever managed a horse that was blind. And I was really surprised. We had a good turnout in people um, voting, and almost 70% of the respondents had had a blind horse at some point. Um, and if you go on oh. our yeah, and which really surprised me. And if you go onto our website, we compiled some of people's responses and tips and thoughts about having blind horses. And it's Article 30919. And you can look on there. I just thought people had some really great things to say about taking care of these horses that are compromised, but it often can go on and, and still work for us a little bit um, and enjoy life. Um, but when things don't go well, how do you know that a horse isn't going to be successful without its sight? Um, Is that a nice way to I guess say that? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think what you're leading into is, is reaching your um, expectations as the owner. And I think your 70% that responded are very special people because it takes very special people to manage blind horses. And if you're not that special person and you have a horse that's probably going blind, you may want to consider, you know, adoption, uh, adopting that horse out. There's no way you'll be able to sell it. Um, but finding a better home for it than what you're planning on doing because it does take uh, quite a bit of patience and understanding to deal with those horses. They usually go blind gradually because the, the uveitis cases, which are the you know primary ones for blindness, they are a slow progression of losing their sight. They don't you know, have their sight one day and the next day they're completely blind. It's over a few years. And um, as, you're, as you will notice, you'll see your horse starting to um, get hurt in the paddock that it's always been living in and spooking at, you know, things that normally it wouldn't spook at, crashing in the walls, um, stepping on top of you, um, just other behavior changes that, that are very um, abnormal for your horse. And at that point, you know, need, you need to get at least your baseline evaluation by your veterinarian and then maybe step it up a notch to an ophthalmologist um, who has a bit more education and more tools to use to evaluate the eye to see what the problem actually is. Um, I know people who have trail-rided these horses, but they trail-ride with their pasture mates. They ride in the trailer with their pasture mates. Um, so again, it takes a very particular person who is um, willing to help these horses through um, this time. Trauma, usually it's not a bilateral, meaning both eyes. Trauma is usually one eye. It's a stromal abscess that went bad. It's um, object that perforated the eye. Whatever the reason, the eye had to be removed. and um, Or they went blind and the eye is comfortable enough to stay in. Usually it's removed. Them. Um, those horses will do well as long as everything's approached and done by the side that they can see. But again, a special person needs to understand that. And they, they can be ridden, but you have to ride them with the understanding of that, that the side they have no eye on is their um, weak side. So, now, Dr. Jones, Michelle, let me jump in here. Okay. You talk about the horses that 
our we started on with the one eye. I I had a horse that we rescued. Um, he was somewhere between twenty five and thirty when we got him, and wow. the long story short was, oh my God, this horse has like some. He looked like. Okay, like at some point his eye, he had been hit in the side of the head. The whole like half of the skull had been fractured and the eye socket was actually like two inches lower and he still had his eye in it. Now, obviously completely blind. Well, bless his little heart. He turned out to be the greatest little lesson pony for kids. These small kids would get on him and he'd just gently jog around. That super great horse. Well, we had a... Halloween horse show where we had kids in costumes and we played Western games such as barrel racing, pole bending, these kinds of things. And, you know, I was like, just take Will out there and just see what he can do. You know, just be, be kind of aware. We always very aware of his right side. Well, they take him to the start line for the pole bending, and girlfriend, you have never seen a horse launch into a pole bending run like this. The 30-year-old <laughs> horse went down, made this spin turn, did flying lead changes in between every one of the poles. Boom, 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 boom. Let's spun back around. This child is holding on for dear life, trying not to fall off the back of this horse who is flying through a pole bending with one eye that's decent. Okay, it wasn't even a good eye. It was a decent eye. So tell me that horse wow. did not at some point have some pole bending in his history and yeah, he, he knew it. Wow. I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, he was telling you a little bit of his life story there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. He set the record for the time that it was uh, ever at this horse show. We're like, he's 30. But he just hunkered down and did it. So even though they may have one eye or they may have some previous blindness, they don't forget stuff. I mean, that was the that was like such an eye-opening day to me, no pun intended, that this horse and, and what horses can recall and how they can come back to like their past and and bring up something that excited them. This, nothing excited this horse except for pole <laughs> Well, I'm glad wow. he got a chance to, to try it again. <laughs> Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. Like so they do, they do, they do recall everything. And and you know, if you try to tell that horse that because he had one eye, he was, you know, we had to take it easy. He was like, no thanks, it's good. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> so I, I think Dr. Jones, you have some tips that you wanted to share with the listeners about managing their blind horses. Yeah. Um, first off, there is a. Um, uh, organization and I cannot the, the, ever since you said we were going to talk about blind horses it, the name has escaped me and my go-to person is um, out of the office I'm not able to get in touch with her she's probably getting ready for AAP she's going to be our new president this year yeah. and uh, she's the one that told me about this blind um, horse uh, rescue facility and I want to say it's out west and they take in blind horses um, so that's another option for your what do you do with them at that point kind of thing. I just cannot think of the association that's escaping me. Maybe by next week I'll have it while we're at AAP. I can mention it um, on the radio. Instead, but, of, uh, instead of padded walls, they had padded fences all the way around. Right. <laughs> right. Good fences. You do have to have but, good fences um, for these but guys. That's, that's the 
that's the number one tip is you want to blind proof the environment. You know, tape, tape up bucket handle hooks, make openings to their um, stalls or their run-in sheds bigger. Don't make it just the door. Make it a bigger opening. Um, of course, if you have them in the same environment they've always been in, that's, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, um, my, my horses can see, and, and they still need all that stuff padded. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, the other thing is, and this is hard for the show people, is don't clip the whiskers on the muzzle. They're using that for sensing things, and you don't think about that, but they're, they're using that to figure out where the ground is when they're going down to graze. So you don't want to clip their, their whiskers off. Um, huh. Encourage them to touch the fences and the gates and know where the water is when you first take them out. Talk to them often. <laughs> That's the big thing. We always do that when we go out and get our little blind pony. Um, we have one that she lost her one eye, and she's got heavy cataracts in the other. And it's just a certain angle she can see us. We talk to her the whole time we're going out to the pasture to get her. Um, loading, if you're going to be trailering a horse, practice getting on and off a ramp is best to use rather than the step up. Unless they're only used to step ups, then you're probably just fine. Again, going back to the pole bending, they do what they know what they can do. Um, you want to keep an eye on how they're getting along with the other animals. If there's a bully in the group, pull them out, pull the bully out of that group, leave them with you know, a more gentle pasture mate. You may want to add a bell to that pasture mate so they know where that pasture mate is. Um, do any changes to the environment slowly. So if you're going to move the water, make sure that you know you move it down, inch it down a little bit at a time so that they can go back to the same place for their water because you don't want them to not be able to drink water. Um, if you have one that's blind on only one side, always approach from that side. It makes common sense, I know, but it's just good to reiterate that. If they're blind on both, Make sure that you're always touching and brushing them on both sides. They're used to being touched and brushed on both sides because you don't want them to be alarmed and bolt or anything to that effect. Um, the broodmares. You can uh, have blind broodmares. You just have to put a bell on the halter of the foal for the first few weeks of life so they don't frantically worry about where their baby is. They can hear that baby. And I would do it as soon as that baby is delivered. And then, of course, um, spoiling them. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ever spoil your blind horse. That's never a good idea for any horse. But you need to um, set your limitations and, you know, dote on them a little bit more than your your regular horses so that they know that they're in a safe environment. Well, thank you, Dr. Jones. And one more thing that I thought was interesting in the article that we ran in the November issue was to not have electric fences or hot fences that your horses might touch, and that's something I, I hadn't thought about is that your blind horse um, might hit those fences and, and get panicked. Um, so that's, that's another tip. So, well, thank you, uh, Dr. Jones, for joining us. And for anyone who wants more information about taking care of a blind horse, there's that November issue. Um, also, if you're interested in the story about Santana, the one-eyed dressage horse at the Olympics, I have an article number for everyone. It's 29543. It's just a really interesting story about that horse competing at that level uh, after an injury. Well, there you go. To listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, tune in to Horses in the Morning every week at horsesinthemorning.com for your weekly fix of up-to-the-minute horse health information, news stories, and interesting guests. You can also go to thehorse.com where you will find the motherload of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. 
Today's podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, Equestrian Collections brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at EquestrianCollections.com, and while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 